Which brings us back to some of the other issues as concerns COVID and masking, which I have to say, anecdotally, entirely, as a friend once said, uh, it's not anecdotal. It happened to a friend of mine. But I can tell you, I sit in a window at a restaurant probably three days a week watching people walk by on Young Street. And I would say that masking has probably gone from about 20% of the people who walk by to probably two thirds. More people are masking. And certainly more people are probably going to be masking at the Hamilton Wentworth District School Board where they're coming back to not a mandate necessarily, but a recommendation that students and teachers mask. Uh, The board chair, Don Danko, joins us right now. Nice to have you. Good morning. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me. I just want to specify, am I right about the fact that this is more of a recommendation, it's not a mandate? I'll clarify, it's not a mandate, um, but the language may be confusing this some. So essentially, we're implementing a temporary universal masking requirement. Uh, I think standard would be a better word, so setting expectations that if people are able to, um, that they mask inside our schools indoors. But there are unrestricted options to opt out, so that makes it not a mandate. Um, We do want to honor people's choice, and we do know that there are many different reasons why someone may not be able to wear a mask or may choose not to wear a mask based on their experiences over the last two and a half years. Okay, so it's sort of like where your mom sternly said, I really want you to do this. Essentially, yes. Um, Why have you taken this tack? Well, the board has been concerned about, one, the the low levels of masking in schools as we see spikes of respiratory illnesses. So this is not a COVID measure anymore. We're really looking at RSV, influenza, and COVID as really uh, impacting many of our younger students in particular. And what we're seeing in Hamilton is that it's had an impact on the ability to access care in hospitals. So our pediatric hospitals are struggling right now. Um, So our hope is that by implementing this for a temporary period of time over the next couple of weeks to revisit it in January, um, that we can try to think about protecting our most vulnerable students and minimize the risk of spreading respiratory illnesses in our schools. Masks and various other things associated with COVID have been kind of a flashpoint for a lot of people. Are you encountering much of a kickback on this? Well, we certainly had a a strong presence at our board meeting, um, both for and against masks. And we're certainly hearing by email those that are sighing a sigh of relief saying, thank you for recognizing that my child needs a safe school environment and they're they're medically fragile or they, they have some vulnerabilities. And then you're hearing from the other side saying, I will not mask my child. Uh, and we heard that in the spring as well when we extended the mandate, which was a little bit different at that time. Um, so really very strong feelings on either side. And our goal is to educate people as to why we're making this ask. It's really, te- it's a temporary ask. It's about protecting our vulnerable students and creating safe spaces for them and for staff that might be vulnerable. It's about Um, getting through this crisis where we have spikes in illness in the community that are impacting our hospitals significantly. Um, And and it's really about protecting yourself and others. But we want a respectful, positive culture in our schools. So we want to respect those that are not able to or choosing not to wear masks um, and promote uh, and support those who do want to wear masks. Thank you very much for this. Good to have you this morning. Thank you.